When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is the Talking Texas podcast. My name is Daniel. Your boy, Double H. We do the podcast every Tuesday. Remember to follow us on Twitter. Instagram, Facebook, Talking Tactics. If you're on Apple Podcasts, subscribe. It's free. Leave a five-star review and we'll read it on the show. If you're on Spotify, give us a follow. Yeah, Half Hope, where can people get you before we start? HalfHopeFootballHot.com, man. That's where I'm at. Link is in the description, as always. I'm trying to think if I have anything to come out this week, but no. All right. Um, Where do we start? Ali? Look, that's, 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 that's the main news. Ole. Man United, United man. Do you know what I learned yesterday? So there's a there's like a Nigerian fan channel. Oh yeah, fan tribe, yeah. Yeah. Ole means thief in Yoruba. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, is is he joking or is like is that actually what it means? So I you know Google translate and no, it's O L E. So I don't know the pronunciation, but you learn something new every day. The reports I'm seeing from Telegraph and others, it seems as if he's not going to get sacked at right now. If it was going to happen, I think it would have happened today. But considering this is the Talking Texas podcast, it would not shock me in the slightest if we wake up tomorrow and he's out. We'll see what happens. It's like a, it's a bad time to record almost. But would you be shocked if he's gone? Or is this one of those things where you're like, ah, the way football goes, I can see him staying still. No, I mean basically this is I mean this is the the, the the math. I mean he should be sacked. You know, you lose you lose five zero at the crib, you should be sacked. But Glazers, they're not bothered about trophies. All they care about is is the team profitable, top four getting the Champions League, then we're good. You know, like trophies are not really a big thing. It's like um it's a kind of like almost American sports kind of concept away you're like yeah, just it's, it's it's a franchise. As long as the franchise is making money, cool. It's like James Dolan with the Knicks. Do you think Dolan keeps a damn whether the Knicks win a championship? No. But as long as people keep coming, it keeps being profitable. Boom. But then football is a bit different. It's not like that. So that's why Abramovich he's a different kind of a only because he's a football fan. Glazers are not football fans. So because Abramovich is a football fan, he understands the importance of the team winning trophies and winning and being champions and so forth. Right. For Glazers, it's like that's contrary to them is. Like, United it's, is it's just an asset. It's, yeah, a, it's, it's, it's an business. asset. It's good to have in your portfolio, but it's not necessarily you don't own it because you love it. Yeah, yeah. So it's like as long as it's profitable. So which is why, like that is what is going to keep it in. So my thing though is, unless Cristiano Ronaldo says, "Look, man, I can I can't deal with this dude," then maybe then maybe something can happen. But beyond that, yeah, dude will be around, man. So to the game, 
what were your kind of reflections of that match? Now, it was ill-timed due to the fact the Classical was going at the same time. Yeah. So I was watching the Classical to start. And then when that ended is when I switched over. And by then it was already 2-3. I don't know what the score was, but like Keita had already scored. On the phone, I was monitoring like, oh, it's 3-0 and Salah hasn't scored yet. I was like, it's coming. And of course it did. How did you see or perceive what was happening in real time? You mean based on the, on, on the match? I th- look, I th- basically, it's, it's a simple case of one manager is better than the other manager because when a team scores goals so easily, then that is due to one manager being either trash or another manager being better. But no, it's specifically one manager just setting his team up to be really badly. Like, if you just look at that first Liverpool goal, that's ridiculous. Like, you can't concede like that. That is an embarrassing way to concede. If that was Bayern Munich, what would that have, have been? Because Liverpool showed Messi, 100%. They did, which I don't understand that. Like, it just shows maybe a difference in psychology between, like, a Liverpool and a Bayern because you're like, these are your sworn rivals. You know, when you stick the sword and you want to squeeze it in and truly embarrass them, that's just the whole point. So that game showed you that this guy, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, like, he... He basically he can steady the ship, but he can't move the ship forward. You know, like he can, you know, plug all the holes, nothing is leaking, sort out the structure and everything. But in terms of okay, now can he not move the ship to shore? Nah, I can't, bro. <laughs> so that's the thing. Do you, do you think a, a team like Liverpool is capable of turning off? How do you mean? I saw the argument that especially when Pogba gets at the hour mark, he gets a red card. Mm. Justifiable red cards, we can say, because he went over the ball. I did think the Cristiano kick out was a little... I thought that was more of a red in terms of like, you know, oh, yeah. he's, he's clearly yeah. trying to injure him. There was no... Like, you could claim he kicked the ball, but that wasn't football. Pogba, mm. that happens. It's unfortunate. From that moment, I saw people say... Like, even me, I thought, yo, this could get... Pick a number, 8, 9, 10, just the way that Liverpool were moving. But then, all he took off... Two players, he put on, I forgot who he put on. He put on Cavani and somebody else. And they switched the formation to, I couldn't make out exactly what it was. At times, there was like five at the back with three in midfield with Ronaldo up top. So you could call it 5-3-1. I'm mm. sure it was more a 4-4-2 but they, or 4-4-1, but they were trying to be defensive with it. But um, once they got into their shape and they held their shape, that nullified Liverpool. Like Liverpool had one pretty good chance. I think it was Trent Alexander-Arnold made De Gea work um, with a really good shot. But other than that, I can't think of Liverpool creating a chance. And I thought that was because United just decided we're just going to stick in a shape and we're not going to be easy to break down, which goes to the face of this idea that Manchester United can't defend. Obviously, they can to an extent. You might say Liverpool pressed off the gas a little bit but that that was where my question was coming from is is a team like liverpool really capable of stepping off the gas in that manner like you have a wounded animal in front of you you're up five nil and you think oh it's good i don't think it's that easy i don't think a clock team that i've ever seen is just like we're fine we're good no no but they did so 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 i think it's it's partly psychological with liverpool that yeah we're up a man five nil we don't need to keep pressing not pressing in terms of like the football tactic, but pressing in terms of going for it. Like we've already gone for it and got it. But I think there is an element of United 
themselves became harder to break down with the 10 men because they just decided, all right, <laughs> you got us. If Ali were to take that mentality of the last, I guess, since Pogba got sent off, those last 30 minutes, and you start with that from the beginning of let's be compact, solid, close the spaces, everybody's kind of hustling and working together. You play Liverpool on the counterattack and you don't know what happens. You, you you always say this, and not to take a point from you, that you might say later, but if you play Wild Wild West football, we have it, you have it, we have it, you have it, and you make the game as close to, I don't know, like basketball as you can, mm. the team with the better players is going to win, or the better informed players. And Liverpool yeah. right now have the best informed player in the world. They can bench Mane for Jota. They have Firmino, I thought, had a great game. You get you give those players opportunities and spaces, they're going to hurt you. Can you see five nil? Probably not. But like you're not going to have a fun day. Go ahead though. I, I, I think no. Basically, I just think like it's um, he may feel that, it just shows you why. Look, he's just not the right guy because in his mind, last season he'd be maybe a lot more compact, a bit more pragmatic. But maybe he feels that like, oh, I've have Cristiano, Sancho, so forth. All these players have bought everything, so he just feels a need to. Oh, I've, I've got to now play open because the way they played is exactly the way they played against Atalanta. Mm-hmm. Now, that can work against Atalanta because, again, Wild West, you the better players win. But should we do that against a Liverpool, especially against a club? Probably not, not wise. You have to be a bit more tactile in your approach. So, it's it's uh, no, but my thing is just defensively, which is why you say to yourself that that's always the big thing about football. Where does this end with regards to blaming the manager and beginning to blame the players? So when do you blame the players? When do you blame the manager? Is it all all his fault? Or do you have to look at individual mistakes that is outside of what the manager can can do? Because the manager just gives you the general blueprint, but the manager can't cater for individual mistake. Just you messed up as a guy, as an individual. You messed up. Mm. The system was right, but that isolated mistake, that's on you. So... You don't think the last 30 minutes still signifies that these players can be at least better defensively when they want to be. They just have to want to be, but you they mean, don't you, clearly. Wait, wait, wait. You mean when they went a man down? Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, that's complicated because on one hand, you can say, of course, they can be better defensively. But what happens in football is when you're a man down, mentally, you just become a lot more compact and you become a lot more economical. Mm. with how you use the ball and just with how you play. So it's just an automatic thing that you're you're naturally better defensively when you go a man down because, oh, geez, we now have to be a little bit much more um, wary with regards to how we we position ourselves. So, you know, that's it's not just only a clear indicator as to, oh, shit, if we were blah, blah, we'd be able to say what's up. So Now, the reason I say that is because, let's say Oli is sacked, and the name that we're seeing a lot is Antonio Conte. If he tries to make this team in his image, which will be Lindelof, Maguire, Varane as a three, Shaw, Wambasaka's wingbacks, he's going to have to figure out the midfield. It'll be Pogba and McTominay or somebody. And then Ronaldo, Rashford, Greenwood, you pick Sancho perhaps. Or I guess Fernandez has to be in the team. Where would he play in well, for Conte? Where would who play? Bruno. <laughs> There's not an obvious spot if he wants to go 3-4-3. Three, three. 
I guess three five two he could make it work as one of the midfielders, but there's not like an obvious number ten space for him with Antonio Conte. But the point is, Antonio Conte will want them to be defensively solid. Like that's the first thing he'll try to do, give them a foundation. And I'm wondering, is that possible with these players? And I think to an extent it is. They just have to want to be it. If Conte comes, I told you, <laughs> if if United want to succeed, bring Conte into this team. He sorts out the defense. He plays to Cristiano's strength. These guys can actually begin to be effective. They'll be top four if they bring him. 100%, yeah. But <laughs> did you see Sir Alex in the stands where he was just oh, like... Yeah, 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 yeah. <sighs> Just a deep exhale, and then the next frame was Daglish just cutting up in the stands. <laughs> it was funny, but it's just like, are you willing? Imagine what Fergie must be thinking, man. Like, That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, are are you willing to sacrifice the story of Solskjaer and 1999 and all of that right now, this very second, for Antonio Conte? Based on like Solskjaer, you're you're not just sacking anybody. It's it's one of the problems of hiring legends. Chelsea had this issue with Lampard. It's like you're hanging on too long. And Lampard means way more to Chelsea than Solskjaer does to United. Mm. But the point, I think, is, is, is still intact. It's hard to get rid of somebody that the fans have an affinity for. And that generally say the right thing. When you get Solskjaer in a press conference, like he doesn't say anything crazy. But ah, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. Da, 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 like... If you're a United fan, you can listen to him and feel like, yeah, like I, I understand you want to bring back attack, 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 and all that comes with it. But talk is cheap, as they say. Like, what are you actually doing? What is what does your team look like? This is is this season three or two and a half of, of Solskjaer? What does his team look like? Like, what is he trying to accomplish on the pitch, really? There were pictures and images of uh, like United in defense <laughs> and the structure of their team with just Ronaldo not pressing and doing anything. The wingers are too high. The uh, McFred is stretched. The way that the team looks and the lines are, it's, it's ragged. It's like, what, is, what are you guys up to, really? What is the plan here? So is this an easy person to take out? I wonder that. Now, if, if Sir Alex is even exasperated, perhaps that becomes easier. But you know, <laughs> no, 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 no. Look, man, it's it's it's. Um, you have to look at the whole Gary Neville angle, man, which is interesting, man, because it's like get into it. Yeah, not like you. Like, what, I mean, what's your job as a as a pundit? You know, tell the truth. Yeah, and 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 the issue is. <laughs> You can't say, oh, this guy's a friend or is he a legend. That's, that means nothing. And it, and it just shows the difference between, like, American punditry and, like, punditry here in England. In England, people put a lot of value into, oh, you're a legend, what you did for everyone. But in America, it's about cutthroat, harsh truth. Hence, where you have a lot more beef between professionals and guys that um, critique in sports in America. But, in, like, Garnell, like, <laughs> you can't say... Or he's he's he, he's a mate, he's a friend. That's stupid. But for England, which is why it's so important the rise of what's happening with these guys on YouTube and so forth, because a guy like Rance is going to just insult anyone and abuse anyone. And right now, he is now he's probably has a much more of a larger following than these guys who are paid and who are compromised because mm. like oh well you know I'm like, like no like. 
and most people right now, especially the younger generation, they don't want to see someone who is compromised. They want to just see the harsh truth. So, But uh, isn't that a slippery slope in a sense where the more popular you get, the more access you will get. The more access you get, the more connections you make. And the more connections you make, the more you will then become compromised. If Gary Neville was just some guy on the street and they brought him to Sky Studio and he didn't know social, he would have a completely different opinion. Right. But because he's a teammate, friend, buddy, he's not going to stick the the knife in. But so deep, if at all, if you put me up there, I'll be willing to say the truth in quotes. But then, hey, I might, you know, I I now know Mesa Mount, Ruben Loftus-Chico or whatever Chelsea players that they might ask me about. I'm not going to be as aggressive. I'll be like, ah, I think Mason, he had a he had a decent game, even if he played badly, you know. So I, I, I wonder how far you can get in the system before it kind of twists your angle or narrative. So like Rance is, he can go in now, but the more popular he gets, like if he starts meeting with these dudes, if he already isn't, like, I wonder how real can you keep it? And then you'll find yourself in a similar situation that Neville's in. Maybe not to the same extent, but you know. Yeah. yeah. What was I going to ask? Damn. I, it slipped my mind. Um, you know what? Before we leave United, I'm sure some people have asked us questions because it's an obvious question to ask. So let's look at the questions. <laughs> uh, how long after you stop recording will Ollie be sacked by Baseman93? That is a great question. I'm sure the moment I click posts, two minutes later, United will release. Uh, we'd like to thank Sokshu for his services. Uh, he's left by mutual consent, blah, blah, blah. It tends to happen. Um, Kwesi says, hey, not asked the question in a while. How would you guys fix United before the transfer window, i.e. with current squad youth reserve teams? So, yeah, I'll give that one to you. If you had to improve upon this team yourself, if you were given the squad, what would you do to fix them? Would you change formation? Would you change midfield? Would you drop somebody important? How would you How would you go about it? Well, I think. Look, I think everyone already knows that. Like, the one thing United are just missing is is that DM, and that's it. Like a like you put Casemiro in here, you put Busquets into this team, then that's all they need because they have everything else. I mean, the defense with a good manager can be a very good solid defense. The attack, you have more options than most teams in the world. Mm. So you just have a good DM there who can read the game, break things down, form a good base. Who would your You're DM good? like what what is your DM solution without a transfer window? Because it's not as well, easy if you're not going into the market. So is well, it McTominay? Is it Fred? Is it are you I mean, con- are, are, are you converting a center back into a DM? Like what are you up to? I think no, for me, I think you just have to try to retrain someone to because really, Matic should be able to do it, but he's just he's a, he's a bit too old. Yeah. So maybe you look at McTominay, and you just try, and then that that's why it just comes into coaching and try to retrain him to understand the discipline of that position, and then it therefore it frees up Pogba, Bruno, everyone else, you know, in the midfield as well. So, hmm. you know, I told you like a DM isn't essential with the players that United have. A DM isn't essential. That's just like oh, this is the final piece, but. You put in a good manager there. It's just about have better structure and just create. <laughs> you have a bona fide goal scorer. Just create situations for this guy to get goals and you're good. 
Simple as that, you know. We'll 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 knock this question out because it transitioned us nicely. Thank you guys for the questions, by the way. Um, Shotgun three, Salah over CR seven and EPL. Anything Ronaldo did, Salah has done better. Numbers don't lie. Discuss now. Yeah. I don't even want to say that. Okay, he's surpassed Drogba on the goal scoring charts. So there's mm-hmm. that. I think Drogba had one oh four. I think Salah now has one oh five or one oh six. Um, so he's the all-time leading African goal scorer, you know, how they do. So, yeah, he's he's got that. I think he's done it in like 87, 86 less games. So, you know, that goes to show the potency. He's on a different level to a lot of the players that are out there. It's not even just the goal scoring and the playmaking, but just like what he's – the thoughts that come into his head that you can see. Like he did this one dummy that I was just like, oh, okay. So he's just he's just out there having fun. I'm better than everybody. And I can see everything that's going to happen before it happens. Like his footballing brain is, I don't know. It's like it's at his best. So he's been fantastic. He's breaking everybody's fantasy Premier League teams and all of that. What is your read on Salah? Because I can can pretty much say we didn't see this coming. We've been doing this podcast for a minute. 2016, like, yeah, he's a good player, but he's not like top three. Like, you could make an argument he's the best player in the world right now. Like, where did this come from? Is it just coaching system? Or is it like, nah, he was actually this good the whole time. He just needed to develop a bit more. Um, Oh, no, no, no. Look, man, I mean, the, the guy's money, man. The, the guy's money. And, like, you just have to just say that based on where he's playing, you can have the conversation. Is it him? Is it, is it Benzema? In terms of the best performance of the last few months, you know, because my thing is like, yeah, even when he broke the record in 17, 18, like this season is where he's been, um, because it's the goal scoring, it's the passing. Yeah. It's it's overall, his overall game has just been a lot more money this season as opposed to previous season. And and it's just a case of just improvement. So it's like, I just didn't, I never thought that the guy would be this good. So yeah, Yeah. I never thought that the guy would actually reach this kind of 11 months. So yeah, man, the guy's money. I always thought he could be, when he came from Basel to Chelsea, I thought there's something here, but never this. I thought you know he could be just kind of you, you, what what kind of what Werner is. Just if you play a high line, he's somebody who can get in behind and cause trouble. Will he finish? Maybe, maybe not. It was kind of like he had that. I don't know his shooting technique or something. I don't know. It just wasn't that great at the time. So it's just like yo, he's really fast. His dribbling's good enough. And yeah, if he develops, he'll be an okay bench slash starter if you need him player for Chelsea. That's what I thought. He goes to Italy, and I guess, you know, he developed at Fiorentina, at Roma. He goes to Liverpool, and with Klopp, Klopp is taking him, and, you know, they've cut the fat, and he's improved. So, and maybe it's what confidence does for a player as well, where. I don't know. You just you you kind of give somebody the key to the city, basically, and mm. they feel a sense of responsibility and not pressure, but pressure in a good way. That like, yeah, it's it's my time, it's my place. Let's go. And maybe you could give like, you know, iron sharpens iron. 
in a sense. You have somebody like Mane who's always like nipping at your heels of being the best on the team. And it's like, nah, this, I'm going to be better. I'm better than him. So I'm going to show it. I'm going to prove it. Like maybe it's one of those things as well. But yeah, I didn't see this. I'm happy for him though. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, no, look, 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 look. I say, like the guy has been, the guy's been money, man. The guy's been being with been, been money. Like, I mean, and you have to even look at what he was even doing last season. And mm. um, when Liverpool had all of, all of those injuries, he was even money then. So it's real, man. Let's okay, okay, okay. <laughs> seven nil. What is that? Baptism, exorcism, gentrification, <laughs> mutilation. That's it. I'm not sure that. But complication. That's wait, 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 wait. Who lost seven zero? Norwich. He thought lost. No, that's who, oh, who won. Um, yeah, Mason Mount hat trick. Uh, ben Chilwell, I think he scored in like four or five straight games. Um, how are you feeling about your team? Our team. But, you know. oh. <laughs> I mean, look, man. Um, you see, no, no. I mean, look, it's, it's sort of good with an asterisk. It's, it's good because... It's no Lukaku on Werner, no striker. Harvest wasn't effective, but he still managed to find seven goals without a striker. That's impressive. But at the same time, is it does it just show you how bad Norwich are? You know. Yes. So it's like, uh, like you have to because like would that same situation? People say, oh no, this shows you that, that you know Chelsea don't need Lukaku and everything. Like, eh, no, because if Chelsea played Southampton or Brighton or West Ham. Would this happen? No, it wouldn't happen. They, it would be a lot, a lot more difficult if they played the West Ham without Lukaku and Werner. You just played... Yeah, credit to where credit is due. You play, you had to go ahead and do what you had to do, but look at what you're playing. It's, it's just the worst team right now who have not had a single win. So, Yeah. I feel bad for Lukaku. He was going through a, a goal-scoring drought. And in the Champions League, he wins a penalty that he probably would have taken. Mm. If I if I had to guess, he probably takes it. But in in winning the penalty, he twists his ankle pretty badly, so we can't take it. And then two three days later, you miss like a stat padding sesh against Norwich. Like he would have eaten everything. Oh yeah, unlimited buffet service. If if Mount's getting a hat trick, Lukaku's scoring at least two, at least. Mm. So. I felt bad for him. You know that that would have been a good game to to get some confidence back. Even Werner, to an extent, I think there would have been enough chances to where he'll get at least one goal if he plays. But big winner, I thought, from this match. Eh, you can give credit to Mount, um, Callum Hudson-Odoi. Yeah, he proved his worth on that left side in the front three. Like, and again, we can call it Norwich tax. So. I'd like to see this against, you know, better opposition. But he's not a wing back. He's just not. You can say he's the most wing back of the forwards or front three players. If you want to make that argument, okay, I'll slightly buy it. But that doesn't make you a wing back. It just means you're more of a wing back than other players. Or you can envisage him as one. But that's not what he is. He's a player that likes to dribble and score. If not score, create. I don't. But asking him to be defensive minded, I just don't see it. Like, why? No, no, it's it, it's it's stupid. It doesn't it doesn't make any sense, man. It make it, 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 it makes no sense because there's like, and the beauty about it is that you're already seeing what's happening with ZH. He and that dude, and like he should probably get oh, sold. 
Harvest has been on Are and off. Are you selling so, your, your ZF stocks, bro? Yeah, man. I don't think the good is that. Divest. Man. He's divesting. That's, that's sad. I wonder, I wonder what it is. Like, Chelsea, in order to get the best from Ziyech, I think there has to be there has to be a number 10. Because that's what he is for me. He's a number 10. But Chelsea don't play with... Like, I mean, like, a, in a 4-2-3-1 kind of number 10. Like, obviously, they have the two players behind the strikers that are kind of number 10s. But he needs a striker in front, two wingers, and, like, the ball comes to him a lot. And he's just touching the ball all the time, kind of orchestrating things. And he would need games of that, I think, in order to become, like, good. But I don't know how they're using him now. I, just, I, don't, I don't see it. That's sad for him. How do you mean? This would have been his big move. Like he left Ajax. He was he was supposed to leave Ajax the season before and go to a big team. He goes to a big team and the move just is not clicking like it was supposed to. And when Lamp when he was bought with Lampard, ZS was meant to be the creative solution. Chelsea aren't creating enough chances. You go to, you know, one of the better chance creators in Holland and or the Netherlands. And maybe that could be a solution, but can't even complain about the lack of minutes because when he does play, he's not effective. But maybe it's harsh to ask somebody who plays once every two weeks to be effective in the 15 minutes they show up. It's one of those catch-22 things, maybe. Um, but yeah, it's, just, it's unfortunate for him. But, you know, he has time. He oh, signed a long one, deal, so... You 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 have to... Once you're given the opportunities, man, you have to go out there and take it, man. You know? Yeah, and if you don't take your opportunities, well, what the hell are you supposed to, to do? So, how good do you think Philip Foden is? Have we talked about well, him on this podcast before? Like maybe in passing, but like, how good I'm is not he? Not sure. Well, no, no, he's good. He's good. The kick is good. I mean, he's he's, he's one he's one of the guys that because you know English media like to just hype all, hype all of their players and so forth. But he, he's worth it. Oh no 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 he's the guys because and the key thing is remember he won the under seventeen World Cup with England and was one of the best players there. So unlike Grealish, who is the, the dude is just a poser. So he's actually like, oh, this guy can actually play. You know, yeah, yeah, I just he flashed in my mind just because he scored. I think he scored two. Um, who they was it Brighton that they played against? Yeah, Brighton. Yeah, Brighton. yeah, Brighton, Brighton. So if we look at the table, Chelsea are up by one point. So Chelsea twenty-two, Liverpool twenty-one, City twenty. West Ham 17. So 2021 20, 22. That's the easier way to say it. City, Liverpool, Chelsea. Those are the three, it seems. Unless, mm. you know, United sack somebody and you know, things happen. So we have our we have our title race. Our West West Ham are in it. Stop it. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> like, West Ham Bright. It's like when Wolfsburg were like on beats, we were like, oh, can Wolfsburg? No, no, no. no. Okay. Um I don't think Barcelona played that badly, all things considered. That's 80% of what they're capable of, which is it's sad because it's against Real Madrid and it's the biggest game of your season. But I don't know how badly they actually played. Actually, I'm like, they, they weren't great. But relative to what I thought they would do, yeah, yeah. they were okay. That's, people thought that's, it was that's, be, that's what I mean. Like, I, I thought it was going to be no, like People bad. thought that's what happened to Barcelona. So people thought what happened to United was good was is what's was gonna to happen to Barcelona. Because mm-hmm. the whole idea was, oh man, Barcelona, these guys are gonna get touched. And Liverpool man, <laughs> who, who knows what's gonna happen? But 
Liverpool money is what he thought would happen to Barcelona. Yeah. It's still bad, and he's, it's still a team who are voted by this, and this is now their fourth classical loss in a row, but could have been worse. Could have been a lot worse, man. Who who do you think was the best player on the pitch? Um, Let's see if we think the same thing. I mean, it's, I'm going to have to go with Vinny. Hey! <laughs> you know, I'm going to have to go with Vinny. I, ah. I, I mean, Alaba was also pretty good as well, man, but yeah, he didn't have to do that much defensively because Barca went crazy anything. But, right, right. Yeah. So I, I thought Vinny as well. And <laughs> I don't know where to go because I want to bring up Hazard for a second, but let's not. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually okay let me just get this sentence out because people were saying like you know you know how down bad hazard is that Asensio was coming on before him oh that's, yeah that's 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 not good but anyway back to Vinny this is the player I wanted to see from like two three years ago and obviously it was going to take two or three years for him to figure it out I think he's 21 right now mm. so the minutes that he was getting under his belt with Zidane when he was a teenager, those were necessary, like the growing pains of just like, what are you doing? Like, why would you do that dribble there? Why would you pass that ball there? Why would you, like you're shooting, why would you, like the working and perfecting his shooting technique, you were just like, ah, like it's a, he's, he's a diamond, but a rough one. Mm. So just a little bit more seasoning and he'll be okay. And I think we're starting to finally see this season especially I don't see Zidane. Uh, Zidane sorry, <laughs> I, I don't see Benzema as frustrated with him. I don't see Modric as frustrated with him. You can tell like they're actually passing him the ball when they should. They're not kind of carrying him or babying him, you know. And that's because he's played at a level to where he's deserving that level of credibility. I would say. And if this is the basement, you know, and he's still got 10, 12 years left to go. He's going to be dangerous. And one thing that I really like, dribbling plus directness. You know, sometimes, you know, Hazard was guilty of this in a sense, where he dribbled just to dribble. You know, he'll beat a man and then stop and then try to beat him again. Pepe is the best example of this. (laughs) He dribbles, (laughs) he beats you, and then he's like, no, 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 you can come back and then let's do it again. Vinny, he's beating you. And bye-bye, like Roadrunner. Like he's gone. And then if I have to dribble somebody or put a ball in the box, like directness plus dribbling, great combination. So I'm excited to see where he goes. Yeah, no, 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 no. I think no, for me, he just needs to be a little bit, bit more con- consistent, man. And, and if he is, man, you've got a quality player there, man. A very mm. quality player who just has that kind of Brazilian dribbling ability about Je him. Je so. quoi, man. I don't want him to go to City. But if he were to end up at City with Guardiola, he, you know what? No, 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 no. No, I don't want that because Guardiola would take away that thing in him. I know he would. He, it would like, he would govern him. You know what a, like, you know what a governor is, I'm sure. Just mm-hmm. like if, if a car can go 120, the government will tell them to put a governor inside of it to where the car can only go like 70 miles an hour, even though it's capable of like 150. That's what Pep would do to Vinny. He wouldn't want him going 200 miles an hour. He'd put something in him. So it's like, ah, stop that. <laughs> like we're, we're, this, this road only takes cars that go 80 miles an hour. So yeah, I, th- I think coaching would be good for him, but let's, let's, let's see what Ancelotti does. 
And I'm I'm disrespecting Zidane in a in a way when I say that, so I don't mean it that way. Um, did you see the Barcelona fans outside of Coben's car? Oh yeah, man, they're trying to rush him. Harsh, man. If you were from a different planet and you were just kind of just looking at like, what is this formation? Like, what is happening here? Of just like people surrounding this thing that this guy's in, clearly mad at him, and then somebody tells you, oh, it's not serious. He didn't kill anybody. He didn't. It wasn't murder or embezzlement or fraud. No, no, he's just a football coach, which is a game that we play. And these people are really mad at him because they perceive he's ruining their game. It's just like, where's the humanity at? Like, he's just a football coach. He's not a president, humanity. a senator. He's not so. He's, he's he's not responsible for cancer. He's just a Barcelona's football manager. But you know, so what? You know, whenever you say humanity, what does that mean, though? So. You say humanity as in that is a default for being kind, which I always find find weird. I always find it when people say, "Oh no, like why? Where is the humanity?" Like, so humanity's default is to be kind. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure about that, you know. Touche, touche, touche. So. <laughs> Actually, yeah. Damn. See, this is why we do this. Because yeah, you're right. The human default actually is to be an animal. Yeah. Like you um, have to stop. You have to give yourself reason. Yeah, yeah. Do for self. Do for self. So, so why? Exactly. You know? So yeah. actually, that is that's it's the human condition that we see. But yeah, let's just surround the car. Because I yeah. think I remember when Bale was like playing golf or something, and there might have been like three or four fans. Maybe that's a little bit less like Madrid. Maybe it's just a Spanish thing. But yeah, it was like a whole mob. It reminded me of the scene. Do you remember the NSARS? thing that's still going you know oh yeah, 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 yeah and they were surrounded a homie's car and he stopped the car and he got out with like the big rifle and led into the crowd like mm. <laughs> i think he actually killed two people so let, let me not giggle Jesus, that's not yeah. funny but um you know imagine being in just a, you're in a regular suv driving out of the stadium going home it's not like you got blown out you know two one aguero got the consolation goal at the end you try this is like 300 people but yeah people just want to get there you know they want to get pissed man so. imagine you had that thing in the car like, oh open the door if you want to <laughs> I'll, I'll shoot one in the air but you know next one anyway <laughs> where to next um italy i guess uh napoli roma what it was a nil nil draw wasn't it yeah, it, it was another one that was the, the scheduling. The, nothing happened on Saturday. No, there was no good game on Saturday. Is, is that, so do you know how crazy Sunday was? So you had Ajax PSV, El Clasico, Liverpool against Man United, PSG against Marseille, Juventus against Inter Milan, Roma against Thingy, and these are all derbies. And you also had India against Pakistan in cricket. Oh. Because like that is a huge, huge uh, rivalry. But nothing so, happened on yeah. Saturday. Yeah, nothing. There was no good game on Saturday. You couldn't. They need to see if if Arsene Wenger really wants to be useful and do something for football. How about you work out the schedule? But like in a in a way that makes like work out the schedule properly. He wants two World Cups in what four years? How about you make sure that all these games are happening on one day? Silly. It happens way too often where it's just, okay, so I can watch the first half of this game, and then when that game ends, I'll catch the last 55 minutes of this one, and then 
it's just it was too much. So Napoli Roma was in the classical United Liverpool thing, and I caught the last thirty minutes of it. I think El Shawari had a a moment where he could have scored, or maybe he could have set somebody up to score. I didn't really get a good beat on it. So did you watch it or catch what you could? Why which game? Napoli Roma. On a, bro, like remember, see that game was at five PM. Exactly, yeah. So the Liverpool money was four thirty. Yep. So there was no chance to watch that really. Yeah. You know, so. And then Juve Inter was the same exact time as PSG Marseille. Mm. And I watched PSG Marseille. So I didn't try even try to watch two games at once. Who got a red card? Hakimi. Hakimi, yeah. Hakimi got a red card in the second half and it kind of changed the game because it gave Marseille kind of the incentive. Sampioli made some substitutions and got more attacking players on the pitch. But Payet had two free kicks that were like Marseille's really. Oh, the homie Conrad. I think he's American. De La Fuente. De La Fuentes. He had a really good chance on the far post that should have been 1 0 for Marseille. But. Yeah, they just couldn't make the man advantage worth it, you know. <laughs> so nil nil. I'm sure if you would have asked Marseille fans, would you take a nil nil draw at the beginning of the game? They would have. Um, maybe not under that circumstances. Like you have an extra man for 30 minutes or however long it was. But um, yeah, that happened. What was the other thing I wanted to talk about from that game? Ah, the fan who. <laughs> okay, so. PSG have 10 men, hmm. and it's one of those situations where the team that has 11, they're kind of going all out for it. Like I said, Sampioli made all the substitutions to get players forward, taking off a DM, putting on, I think, two attacking players and things. And so this was a, an opportunity for PSG to counter. And I think you still have Di Maria, Messi, Neymar, um, Mbappe. So they're still dangerous. You know, they might be a wounded animal, but it's a very dangerous wounded animal. Um so this is a chance. So Messi's dribbling. He's going down. And you see this kind of like a, like, is that dude in jeans? And it's like, oh, it's a fan on the pitch. Oh, wow. <laughs> Just a guy in jeans. And you know, the the kind of uh, kind of the strap backpack that goes around your, your shoulder. Mm. So he's got one of those on. And he just runs up to Messi. And I, I guess he wants a hug or an autograph or what. But, like, he genuinely stopped a PSG counterattack. That maybe oh. could have been something. Because Messi had the ball, he was cutting in from the right to left. So that's always dangerous because that's either a through ball or a shot on target. You don't know what happens. Corner kick and set piece with 10 v 11. That's pretty much it's even. So who knows what happens? But, you know, and he, this dude sprinted from the left side of the pitch all the way to the Marseille goal on the right side without being stopped by security to stop Messi or just to touch him, I guess, you know. Moron, man. So. I was like, <laughs> this is have hope in a World Cup final. I hate when our guys do that, man. And, and Messi was dribbling, bro. Like you, <laughs> It happened to Cristiano, I think, in the Euros, or maybe it was the World Cup, where somebody just jumped out of the stands and stopped Portugal playing, I think. I was just like, yeah, that seems like something HH would do as well. Um, security, man. Get a hold of yourself. French... I forget where this was. It might have been Saint Etienne. The Saint Etienne fans were so mad with their team 
they like they burned the nets of their own goal and they were put in flares to where the game had to be abandoned for a period of time. Neymar was trying to take a corner kick at the velodrome and they were kept throwing things at him. So Payet, as the captain, had to come and tell the fans to stop. And the police mm. had to have big nets and barriers. Like, what, what the fuck is going on in France? Like, what is up with you people? Just, like, enjoy the game. But I guess they haven't been in there for, like, two years. So, who knows? No, but, but, but the ultras there are crazy, though. Yeah. So. That's why I said, if I was going to buy a team, I'd buy Marseille. But the more I think about it, it's like, maybe the fans are too involved in this. To where, how do you regulate that level of passion? It's hard. It's difficult. So... So that was France. We did Italy. We did Spain. We did England. What's going on? What else is going on? We got five minutes. Um, let's let's just hope that there isn't a World Cup every two years, man. How about that? <laughs> like 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 just needs to to chill, man. But it's it's an eventuality. I always say like everything gets ruined. You know, the world of football is going to look very different in about ten years' time. No, you know uh, who didn't do this to us? You know who didn't do this to us? Uh, who? Uncle Sepp, bro. He didn't let us down, man. He had the opportunity. As greedy as people said Uncle and, Sepp And was. he fought for Africa, man. He fought I know. for Africa. As greedy as people said he was, even he did not step over the bounds. Everybody wanted Sepp Blatter out, get him out, get him out, put in Infantino, because y'all remember him from you know, the Champions League draws and all of that stuff. So he has built-in love with everybody or whatever it is. This is the guy that's ruining the sport. I can't even put it on Wenger because, okay, you gave him... You don't have to listen to his ideas. He can suggest anything. Let's have a World Cup every year. Like, he, Okay, thank you for that input. But you don't have to listen. This guy's actually listening. G- Gianni, Gianno, Gianni Infantino. This is who y'all wanted. Y'all got rid of Platini. Y'all got rid of Bladder. Y'all got rid of all these dudes. <laughs> and it's now the, per- the people that you was, nah, they need to get out. They need to get out and replace them with who? Even more greedy people. World Cup every two years. It's ridiculous. Stupid, Shout out Uncle Sepp. I know, you know, he was slightly corrupt, allegedly. Uh, aren't we all, man? Aren't we all? Uh, exactly. Like, is he more or less corrupt than a dude who wants to change the calendar? Do you think that's going to create more corruption or less corruption if there's a World Cup every two years now instead of four? It's, 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 create more. it's so stupid, man. <laughs> He's setting the platform for like double the amount of corruption now. Because the World Cup is never going to lose popularity. So now, oh, so we get another chance to get a hundred million or however much embezzled? It's just too much money, man. It's just too much money that no one (sighs) wants to say goodbye to, man. That's the issue. All right. Let's look and see if anybody else has left a question. Um, Oh, at the buzzer. So somebody asked, where's Carl? Allow my man to relax, bro. Jeez. That was from Usings from Molyneux. Carl is on sabbatical, okay? Um, Black Emoji says, do we need to start considering the Premier League as too easy? Or are those top teams just that much better than the rest? I think his question is essentially, how good is the Premier League really? Because when Bayern Munich beat Leverkusen last week, I forget what the score was, but it was 4-5-0 after 30, 40 minutes, it might have ended 5-1. Um, even me, I was saying, you know, Bundesliga is looking dead if the third-place team can lose to the first-place team 4-5-0 after 30 minutes. United are, what, third, fourth favorite for the title? Getting their brakes blown off at home? I mean, what's really the difference? 
outside of the fact that just Bayern have won that thing. Is it ten times? Is it? Is this uh, going to be ten? No, no. This is this is, is going to be nine. No, 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 no. It's not. Yes, it's going to be like this season. It's going to be nine. No, this is either ten or eleven. No, I, Bayern... first, well, Yoki Kachuk again. It's going to be nine. You want to put like you want to bet? You know how I'll skip and share. Yeah, yeah bet? I'll, I'll bet. I'll bet. I'll bet. <laughs> I'll bet you a case of Mountain Dew. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Mountain Dew. Honors domestic. Okay, where does this start? Twenty thirteen. So thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one. That's nine. So this would be ten. Are you so sure? I, yeah. 20 to, so they lost oh no they, they won in 2010 then 11 and 12 were Borussia so they said this is 10 in a row if they win this season it's 10 in a row because I remember they were one behind Juve and Juve if they won last season would have been 10 but they messed up because it's Pirlo so if Bayern win this year they've had all they've won the league a decade straight which is why we can't kind of respect them in the same way. This has been no, 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 no. Wait, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, okay. 21. Yeah, 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 and this yeah, is the yeah, 22 yeah. season, so that would make 10. And do you see it stopping at 10? No, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's gonna get worse. They have the best manager, best squad. Arguably the best player in the world. Solid Benzema, but you know, Ballon d'Or winner, whatever. By the way, you know, Messi hasn't scored in like or assisted in his seven games in La in Ligue 1? Bro. <laughs> zero and zero and seven. I, no, no, so, look, will that's that count that's, against him in the Ballon d'Or? I was told that he was going to score and assist in every game. That's why I, was, I tried I to tell you guys so. Messi hasn't played against people who just give their money back to Mali and. Senegal, like, you haven't played against this, man. You've been playing privileged people in Spain. Welcome to France, where it gets real. Anyway, check us out on Patreon. We're going to record the extra. Right now, one of the people gave us a question about uh, the NBA just released the top 75 list to commemorate its 75th anniversary. Which current footballers would make an all-time list, a top 75 list? That was from adaj3 so we're going to get to that if you want to hear the answer you're going to have to you know put a little in the collection plate but uh yeah i thought it was a good for an extra so yeah check us out on patreon three dollars a month you get access to all that this has been the talking texas podcast we do this podcast every tuesday remember to follow us on twitter instagram facebook all that all that talking tactics remember to give us a follow on apple Podcasts. subscribe it's free leave us a five-star review and read on the show if you're listening on spotify give us a follow um have hope Halfoffootballhot.com? Yes, sir. Indeed. Talking Texas podcast. Sometimes funny, sometimes serious. Always football. We will see you guys next week. Peace. Peace, peace, peace. Sports Social Podcast Network.